Yo, what's going on, everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink a Beer and Play a Game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Uh, how's it going, guys? Episode 62. Very happy to be here. Very, very tired today. Jim, I was going to say, you don't open up the goddamn podcast with, ugh. <laughs> Brian, I'm so excited. Jim, you don't. You don't you dare disrespect this podcast like you do when you got calls from your wife, which was then girlfriend, and go, ugh. Hey, you don't know, do that. Bri, some habits just don't die hard. You're like my second wife, Bri, and I'm just as excited to hear from you. Jim, you're not John McClain. Don't say die hard. <sighs> and this is why I sigh. <laughs> it's a reference. Yes, thank you, Brian. But yeah, we were both <laughs> up until like 1.30 in the morning last night drinking and having a little quiz game over zoom so yeah it was uh interesting and interesting fact about jim i knew he was a lightweight but he was drinking super light beer and getting super drunk after like three so it wasn't after three and i also had a big whiskey drink in the middle there jim i no i don't want to hear it too bad that's what, that, what happened that is not the kind of response you should have yeah you know what are you gonna do? <laughs> oh, excuse me. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. Whew, I'm just allergic to that bullshit. All right. <clears throat> Whew, sorry, Jim. <laughs> so <laughs> proud of yourself, aren't you? I mean, come on, you gotta give me you gotta give me points. I ain't right giving you give, shit. Give me some points. No. There'll be no give points me, given. Give me some points, Jim. No. <laughs> so what are you drinking tonight? Um because you said you're saving good stuff for a podcast, so what yeah. you got? Well, I, I forgot to put something cold on tap, so I'm going with what I was drinking last night, so I'm plowing through some more Yingling flights. So this is like the newer Yingling, I guess they're trying to hit the ultralight market at this point. So it's 95 calories, 4.2% alcohol. Tasty little, refreshing little drinky here. Well, Jim, if you remember, Yingling light beer, not Yingling light, was the worst rated beer we've ever had. Right. And, this is Yingling and, Flight, I should say. I no no no, I know that. I'm saying so if this is actually supposed to be like less than those beers, there's no way it's good. I don't know, man. Somehow this whatever little mixing in the old uh, factory they did, they did some little pixie dust and they made something good out of this cuz yeah, originally Yingling Light is one of the worst beers we've ever did. No, light beer, you got to be specific. We did, we didn't mind Yingling Light. Then there's their stupid ass light beer. Remember, it came in those. Well, I know. Like, yeah, there's the light blue- lager, which is good, and then there's yeah. the light beer, which sucks, and the blue yes. can. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> well, I'll eventually try that and see see what's going on with it. Jim's also the guy. It's like white clothes are very refreshing. They are refreshing. <laughs> um, Brian, you right, toil so- away in a in a hard hot summer day. And not pick out a nice, cool. You've never toiled away at anything in a hot summer day. I have toiled. There's been toiling done. (laughs) Jim, tugging on your pud doesn't count. (laughs) Takes effort. Um, All right. Well, I'm going with the Victory Dirt Wolf Double IPA. I've talked about this beer many times. It's my favorite double IPA, uh, probably from PA. And it's maybe my second favorite victory beer uh if i can pull something from jim oh here we go untamed howling hop flavor this strong pack of american hops immerse in a in an aggressive dry hopping to deliver intense aromas and flavors of citrusy earthy notes 
Uh, it's 8.7%. I got two of these, and I'm actually kind of already on my second one. Ooh. Uh, so it is brewed with Citra, Simcoe, Mosaic, and Chinook hops. So it's – I'll, I'll admit, if you've tried other double IPAs, it doesn't stand out. The thing I like about it, it's a little bit stronger than most and somehow a little bit smoother. So otherwise, there's nothing super unique about this beer. Very hoppy. But if, like I said, if you're in a PA area, it's probably one of my favorites that doesn't have a bunch of crazy flavors attached to it. Chinook hops, huh? Brides are made out of helicopters. <sighs> Man, you couldn't wait, Jim. Could couldn't not. wait to throw that in there. Really couldn't. I feel like another sneeze is building in me just from hearing that. So, Jim. I'm just going to hang up the call now. I got what I needed out of this. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. <laughs> I want to know. Have you, every time we've asked this, your answer is the same. And I'm always hoping you're going to say you've started playing something good or something you haven't touched in a while. I know you're doing videos, video games for a site. Right. Have you played anything new or anything anything else other than the ones you're doing for the site? I've been playing through um, actually some of the sequels to Rocket Knight Adventures. So Sparkster on both. The Genesis and the Super NES, which are like wildly different games, because you know hmm. that was the thing in the '90s. So, like, I've had them for a little bit. I've only like dabbled my dick in them a little bit. So I'm like, you know what? I'm really gonna put some time into these now. I never actually played those games, so it's basically just a action platformer, right? For the most part, yeah. And the big gimmick okay. is having like a jetpack and charge up. Is it just like a very temporary, you fly for a little bit, or is it like there's just flying levels in between? There's flying levels in between, but the jetpack, like, you charge it up to, like, do, like, super attacks and shit like that. Gotcha. Or to, like, help you with, like, bouncing off walls for platforming and different things like that. Hmm. You have to try those games. How many are there? Well, no, I don't want to go to... No, don't worry. There's only, there's only four of them total, and it's the thing I am maybe later on in the year or next year we'll go through them. First, well, Ro- first Rocket Knight Adventures, the two Sparkster games, and then like the 2010 reboot, just called Rocket Knight, that no one seemed to like. So, hmm, interesting. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll dip into those. They're good. I, I'll still say the first one's probably the best, but so far I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing with these uh, other two games. So, I'm still going through the goddamn Mojave Wasteland. Jesus. And- so, <clears throat> I bought the Ultimate Edition when I did get the New Vegas, and this was years and years ago. Yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, that includes all four DLC, like the main DLC ta- add-ons. Each DLC add-on can add up to 8 to 12 hours of additional gameplay, which is kind of the reason why I'm at that point in the game, and it's not really a spoiler, but like most Fallout games, there comes a point when it's like, if you make a decision now, you can't go back, and you're going to like basically get one of the four endings in the game. Yeah. So I was like, well, before I do that, let me blast through, because for some goddamn reason, I'm glad I looked this up, um, Fallout 3, Fallout 4 both had the feature of if you beat the main quest, you could go back and play DLC and do other shit in the game. Mm-hmm. You can't do that with New Vegas. Apparently, if you beat the main quest, the game is done. Oh. Like, So I was like, well, that's really friggin' stupid. So let me, I have to do the DLC first. Um, So did you you do the DLC when you played that? No, I never did. Interesting. So 
All right, so and I, it's funny because when I finish it, I, I kind of want to gauge what other people think. And so far, I've been pretty spot on with my assessment. The The first DLC was called Dead Money. It ba basically sent you to this whole other area that was based around this um Was that the one about the Burn Man? Yeah. No, no, no. That's a different one. Okay. So uh, Dead Money is about the Sierra Madre, which is basically a casino – but the whole area has this poison gas that just very slowly eats away your health. But it won't kill you, but it'll literally get you down to one hit point. So you got to kind of go in and out of buildings fast. So it's like another form of radiation that you can't have protection against. Hmm. And there's a few different there's a few different um, like monsters and shit. But I just found it to be very like very very bland. It was kind of an interesting idea. And it was like, oh, okay, cool. It's got an interesting story. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. But by the time I was done it, I was like, the whole thing is like a maze of of buildings that all look the same. You get into the casino. I thought it was going to get way more interesting, but it didn't. So that took about eight or ten hours. Then there's Honest Hearts, which has the Burn Man, which he was a cool character. And it's basically their spin on like going to uh, – it's not Yellowstone, uh, like Joshua Tree, like one of those areas out there. And essentially it's like, <laughs> they're, they're supposed to be native American tribes, yeah. but like even in the game, it's like goofy. Like they call things tomahawks, which is like a lead pipe that has like some things through it. So it's just really, really goofy. Uh, it was really like, didn't take long at all. I felt like that was like, okay, at least that was more of an effort. And right now, um, I just finished up Old World Blues, which, Jim, you would absolutely love this one. Okay. It's it's very, um, think like old sci-fi, like, you know, uh, robots against humans, but with a ton of humor. Um, and the robots remind me of the things from Mystery Science Theater 3000 and the way they talk. And the type of humor they have. Nice. Um, like, they don't know what human beings – for. like, they describe your fingers as little penises that keep wiggling and they're afraid you're going to stick them in their robots. So they're like, we will circumcise you if you keep coming at us with – like, it's just okay, that's goofy awesome. shit. Like, yeah. And that world was really, really, really cool. My favorite – one of my favorite DLCs for Fallout ever. And I'm doing the final DLC now, which tells the backstory of the courier and – how he came to that first scene in the game. Oh, nice. Um, and so I would highly recommend it, especially for you, Jim. Yeah. Um, if you ever do decide to pick up that game again, cause you love this, that game so much. But, uh, yeah. So I'm at like about 75 hours in this game. Jesus. And I just, at this point, like, did you get this way with any of the Bethesda games where you do love them and you can't wait to get the story, but there's a part of you you're like, I just need to finish this now. Oh, that's happened with all of them. Like, I realize, like, what I used to do is be so careful about micromanaging and I, I keep going back and getting extra ammo. But at this point, like, my character's maxed out. I'm at level 50. I can't get any higher. I can't have any additional stats or perks. I have basically the most crazy weapons and even death claws they are still crazy because i'm on hardcore mode so they can still fuck you up but like it, I, I i feel not completely indestructible but i'm kind of like really penisy when i go in areas because i'm using like a rocket launcher because i have so much ammo for it now nice um so yeah i'm just at that point in the game where i'm like all right let me just run through areas and not appreciate them quite as much which 
any game that you spend 70 plus hours you're gonna get fatigued oh to say the least because yeah when i did my playthrough i actually like i think i had figured that like this one the spot you're talking about was the spot where it's like okay this is where the story changes so mm-hmm. i did four separate saves and then went through each of them to finish off the story with like each way so i think yeah. by the end i still put like 50 to 60 hours into my first playthrough but like by the time i was done i was like I'm, I'm done with this for a while <laughs> Yeah, and did you you and I I think we've talked about Bethesda. I love the it forces you to choose going down one path or another. You and I I think end up generally doing the same path. We're usually like the good guy and siding with this side that's like uh like the, the resistance more, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like so in this one like I tended to be more ncr leaning because all the early settlements were like supporters of them right and i I was very anti the uh i hate how they call them kaiser but caesar's legion right in the game um but like yeah i'm i'm kind of like you i wanted to go through and get all four of them but at this point like i said i just want to get it done so i'll probably pick one ending i have that save point right and if i ever get tired in the future i'll come back and do that um but I got that, and the reason I really want to blast through this is because I couldn't help myself on Amazon. There was a prime deal for, like, 15 bucks. I got Fallout 76. <laughs> nice. And I got it two weeks ago. I got it delivered. I hear they finally um, added the uh, the NPC, what do you call it, uh, content to it and shit like that. Yeah, ironically... I didn't. I wasn't aware that was going to happen, and then I actually saw your buddy Jerry talking about that. Yeah, and I was like, "Wait, what is this?" And I guess I got it at the perfect time because they added all this shit that might make the game better. So uh, eventually, when we do reviews of these games, and when I give my opinions, I'll kind of have probably a better version than most people when they first had it. So my opinion of the game may be better than I think. Most people's initial take. Oh, we're going to have to really, you know, punch home <laughs> that, hey, we're playing this two years after launch. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited because I just, it's another Fallout game. And I've so far never been disappointed with a Fallout game. And I, I know what the criticisms are, but that's kind of the game I'm I'm going to jump into next after New Vegas. Nice. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with that. I, I It took a little while, but... Um, it's definitely an interesting game. Mouthy little bitch, aren't you? <laughs> Jim, what can I say? I like two things, beer and games. Hey. <laughs> well, at least we love the gimmick. All right, so what do we got for Patreon questions? Uh, and before Jim goes into them, thank you everyone who is a Patreon. We really appreciate it. And, um, you know, anyone else who wants to support us, where can they do it, Jim? Well, Brian, funny you should ask. All you have to do is open up your little web browser there, type in patreon.com slash drinkabeerplaygame, where for as little as $2 a month, you can ask a question that we will answer on this Power Hour podcast. So, going into our questions. Uh, first up, from Gamer Astral. It was actually funny. Uh, last week, I was talking to Astral, and he was like, uh, I was like, oh, thanks again for the question. He was like, I forgot to get a question in the last one. I was like, oh, yeah. He's Good just, job, Jim. He's just always there, I just assumed. <laughs> but he's back this week, back strong. So when is Jim getting a Saturn? 2020 question edition. He's just going to keep asking that. Um, long story short, the last thing I need right now is another console. So unless I find some crazy deal like I did with my CDI where I can find it for like 10 bucks and I just pick it up on a whim and it works, that will probably be how I get my Saturn. But 
In the meantime, I am not going out of my way to get one. I would actually say I'd probably be more likely to get a Saturn before Jim. At this point, and, yeah. Uh, I've always that system's always intrigued me, and honestly, that was uh, ironically enough one of the purchase items I had on my mind for too many games. Now, obviously, we've said many times, I don't know what the situation's going to be. Come, was it supposed to be June? Yeah, it's always the end of June, and even if they still have it, I don't even know if I'm still going to trust going. Yeah, so there's a lot on it, but like basically, because what were they going for roughly there? I want to say, like, what, 50-ish, maybe? Yeah, so that's, in my mind, I'm like, assuming it's complete, I was going to just pick up one while we were there this year. Because there are some games I really want to try out for it. So yeah, I'd be the one to bite the bullet and get that. And therefore, you know, there'd be better games looked at versus if Jim got it, there'd be a bunch of goddamn pinball games. There are, I think, five pinball games in a Saturn? Five or six? Of course. You probably already have one. Like, you've probably been like, no, no, oh. no, no, no. No, no, I don't. I only own one uh, Saturn game, and it's the only Saturn game I've ever found at a Goodwill. So I've just been holding on to that and stashing away. I hate you, Jim. What's what five is bucks? It? Gun Griffin. What is it? Gun Griffin. It's better than a pinball game. Yeah, I'll give you that. It's a mech game. It's fun. So I hear. I haven't tried it. <laughs> we know, Jim, because you don't have a system. <laughs> Cox. No, what do you call it? My best friend growing up had a he had a Saturn for a little bit, and it was a fun system you to play around. You didn't with. have a best friend. God, I had one friend. <laughs> the lunch lady didn't count. Exactly. <laughs> she gave me extra meatloaf. She, she gave me meatloaf, and then she touched my pecker. De- Jim, what? <laughs> we had an intimate Don't. relationship. Don't trivialize young boys who get accosted by older women. <laughs> I'm just going to move on. <laughs> All right, next up from Game Whisperer Dean. Since it's the Easter holidays, what's the best Easter egg you've ever seen in a game you've played? Happy Easter. Ooh. That's a, that's a tickler that's of a question right God there. Goddamn great question. Ooh, best Easter egg. Holy shit, where do I even begin? Um, Jim, you can start if you have one off the top of your head. I, I mean, this is one. I, yeah, there's a couple cool ones I know off the top of my head. Like in Crusader of Senti, you can randomly find Sonic like laying on a beach in a lawn chair, or like if you play through Doom and you go through like the special, you know, some of the special hidden doors, you can find the heads of the developers like on, you know, decapitated on a stake and shit like that. So those are ones that are always cool. I'm trying to think of one that like I really like loved and got surprised by though. Shit. Shit damn balls. All right, so I'll I'll throw mine out there if Jim's going to keep thinking. Uh, only because I just was talking about the Fallout shit. Um, and I actually may be inspired to make a video about this. Uh, playing Fallout 4, and if for anyone who's played any of the Fallout games, those things are riddled with Easter eggs of pop culture. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's video games, uh, movies, whatever. And I was going through an area, and I, I was going through like this, like... Uh, bay river lake whatever the fuck it was and there was a giant like look like a, a skeleton or or some kind of shape of a killer dolphin that just happened to look like a shark eating a dude on a boat and i was like that looks just like jaws and i was like there's no way that's a coincidence and i'd seen things before 
But then in that game in particular, I remember I was like, there's a lot of random horror like movie references, and that's my wheelhouse. So of course I'd notice it. And then from that point on, I decided to go through and like find all of them. And even in New Vegas, uh, one of my favorite Easter eggs has to be it's really, really small nod, and you'd have to be a weirdo like me who watches too much horror movies to get it. But um, in one of these random bunkers all the way on the perimeter of the map in New Vegas, <clears throat> there's a shack with a million, like, ghouls around it. So after you kill them all, you go in there, and you look at a bed, and there's a girl with red hair named Trash. And she's got diaries talking about how she wants to be a ghoul and death and all this. And that's a reference, Jim. I think you've seen this movie. I know I think I made you watch it. But remember Return of the Living Dead? I believe so. Is that the one with the... Uh cemetery dance scene in the beginning yes <laughs> and that's the girl trash with red hair yep so they literally were referencing her in this game and i was like holy shit like really like and i double checked i looked it up i was like they sure did they referenced her so throwaways to that where you're just you really have to be a fan of something obscure i respect it it's not like an easy low-hanging fruit it's something that you it's a deep dive so i love things like that bride trash made a man out of you well, when I was a kid, I was like, oh my god, there's a cuter. Damn it. <laughs> I see some discoloration. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> right, yeah, I don't I have love that question ones. now. Yeah, I don't that's, have one that's as good great. as that, though. So that was a great question. Shit. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, G to the next level. Which version of Midway's Tapper did you guys play in the arcade or have fond memories of? The original Budweiser Tapper or Root Beer Tapper? By the time I played it as a kid and I did play in an arcade, I think it, for sure it was a Root Beer Tapper. It wasn't Budweiser. But as I got older and especially for the site, I referenced it. I've played every version uh, you know, online and then they had the updated Tapper for the phones. Um I actually really enjoyed that game, but yeah, the first one I ever played was Root Beer Tapper because I didn't know any. I, I don't even know if machines at that point were allowed to have the Budweiser ones. By that, or at least at actual kid arcades near me. Yeah, by that point they weren't. Yeah, I actually never played Tapper in an arcade until like last year at uh, the Barcade in Philly. So they mm. have the Budweiser Tapper there, so that's the one I played. Nice, got my ass handed to me. That's a great game, though. Yeah, it is. You're like, it can't be that hard. Oh, dude, <laughs> fucking second round, I'm just like burning through quarters. I'm like, shit. <laughs> do, 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 Goddamn drugs at that bar. Do, do, Never do, happy. Do, do. But now, good question. That's uh, I, I wish there was more games out there like that. Stupid kids got to protect them. <laughs> yeah. Who, who talks about beer and games together? <laughs> yeah. Whew. <laughs> 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 Well, next up from uh, Sandy N. If you had to cover another topic that didn't include beer or games, what would it be and why? Damn. Hmm. Um. Oh, I'm gonna guess she means with you and me together. Yeah, let's go with that. Um, I think you and me. I mean, we could we could talk wrestling. I'm very limited on anything new. Right. We could talk movies. Um, obviously I'd pull you into weird horror movies. Like I would love for us to just talk about all the goddamn obscure horror movies we watched in college and then keep watching basket case four. Oh boy. <laughs> blood diner. Oh, blood diner is <laughs> a classic. Um, yeah, I think those, uh, it would be interesting to see you and me talk about 
music together. That would be um, interesting. Yeah, I think those three, wrestling, movies, music, uh, probably would be the most likely candidates for us together. Yeah, and I think, and who knows, maybe it's something we'd actually eventually do, but maybe some of our stories, like, because we reference it all the time with, like, Hero Escape and shit like that, but, like, tabletop mm-hmm. gaming stuff, so... Like, oh, I yeah. could talk about, like, Hero Clicks, and we could talk about all of our Hero Escape escapades, and, you know... Talk about Horror Escape? Yeah, and Horror Escape. Horror Clicks. And Horror Clicks, and me going to, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic Tournaments and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that would be interesting. Yeah, so I think that's, like, another thing that, like, I could go on for ages about. Even though I have a finite, you know, thing to pick from at this point, because I haven't gone to any of that shit in, like, ten years, but... Memories. They'd be all ca- they'd be all callbacks, and then we get together and play newer ones, and be like, "Oh, bully!" Yeah, we can we can play. Uh, fuck, what the fuck, Master Quest? We can finally whip that out for the page that I got a scar in my face over. <laughs> oh, that's still one of my favorites. Yeah, uh, 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 spider bit me in the face and scarred me, but oh boy, I was sure worth going to the attic for. Oh, he's eight years later, I'm never touching it again. It's not as bad as popping a blood vessel from where almost getting caught it beaten off. <laughs> eh, I don't know. I think there's a little more dignity in popping a blood vessel beaten off because, god damn it, I had a good session going. Uh, and last but not least, good old Snarkast. Since the mini console is now available via Amazon Japan, at least overrated or underrated, the TurboGrafx-16. Well, Jim, I know you don't have it yet, and I'm actually terribly disappointed. For the way you suck off the Turbo Graphics. Uh, uh, here, here, here's the thing: I do want it, but I mean, it's got fifty some games on it, and but they kind of like fudged the numbers there because some of that fifty is the fact that they included the like the NTSC and the or the North American and the Japanese version of the games, and they just went, "Oh, these are two different games." When they're not, and then there's a number of games that like I think there's a couple RPGs on there that are in Japanese. That I'm not gonna be able to read anyway, so. There's weird decisions like that on the damn thing. And, you know, with it being 100 bucks, and the fact that a lot of the games that I would really want on it, I, I already have. So it's not a must-buy right now at full price for me. I do want it hey, eventually, Jack. though. What? Hey, what? I'm just going to ask a simple question. Here we go. It's very simple, Jim. <laughs> go ahead. Would you say you paid more for Hotel Mario than you would for this mini that is multiple games for a system you claim to love so much. You That would be an accurate statement. So, just by that logic alone, do you not think it's worth it? Ah, uh, well, you got me there. <laughs> exactly. So just get the... Here's the deal. I don't care enough about the Turbo Graphics, but I would be interested in playing it and playing through those games, and if you did get that... I could even be entertained to review majority of said games. But I'm not going to get it because I don't care enough because I could just emulate those games. In fact, I have. Right. Um, but I know it's something you're going to get. I know it's something you want to get. Oh, I do. <clears throat> so this is like this is just like when I was so disappointed you didn't just get that Vectrex because you talk so much about it. It's 300 bucks. And, you, and they're notoriously broken most of the time. Don't want to hear it, Jim. You can't talk all this game. You, you you just can't. You can't talk all this game. About I can it. talk oh, about whatever Victor, I goddamn please. And then and then you don't you don't pull the trigger. You know you can't be that guy. You're like up him. Don't be up him. Up him. Yeah, from Saving Private Ryan, the guy that's like a little bitch and he just carries the ammo and he watches his buddy get killed. Jesus, what a don't reference that, that is! <laughs> Holy shit! Don't be up him. That's all I'm gonna say. 
Look, Brian, I was a stingy guy Pull when it the came to the Genesis Mini. Pull the trigger. I waited until that got down to like, you know. Which is, and that's a perfect example. 30 bucks. Because you probably had what? 80% of the games on that? About that. So that was a useless buy. There was no reason for you to buy that because Darius, which never came out before on the Genesis, Tetris, Wonder Boy, Monster it. Land, Super Fantasy Zone, Japanese only. Jim, you're not. And how much did you pay for it? Thirty. It doesn't matter because you already had maybe the technically of nothing. Those games. Maybe technically nothing because it was a Christmas gift. That that's the only acceptable thing right there. But even then, I don't want to hear it. Just. You can't be jacking off the turbo graphics like you do and then not go buy the mini for the system that you can't stop talking about. Look, you, it'll, it'll be gotten eventually. They'll be they'll Jim, be getting gotten. That would be like if they released uh, – throw it out there. So, some kind of like horror game collection, and I don't care what the price is, and I didn't have 60% of those games, and all I do is talk about horror games, and I'm like, I'm not going to buy it because – just get it. Fuck. Brian, did you get the Castlevania collection yet? Castlevania collection for what? It's on all the systems. Oh, you mean the Konami collection? Yeah. Oh, I have all those games. So go on. So yeah, no, I, I have all the games except for the ones that would be on like Nintendo DS, like the handheld shits. You mean the Game Boy and, games? Yeah. Because um, I thought there were some newer Game Boy, like DS games. No, there are, but they're not in that Konami collection. I thought they were. I then maybe I don't know what's on the Konami collection. I, the Castlevania collection. It was the one that yeah. had like one, two, three, four. I want to say and like the I think all three Game Boy ones, and then like Kid Dracula too, something like that. Yeah. So that so that's what the, like I said. I have the emulated versions of all the Game Boy ones and even Kid Dracula. So for me. That's not worth it because I have all the main games. Well, yeah, on... same thing for my with the Turbo Mini. I have all the main. You games, just said so don't you don't have. There, you said there's 50 games, and let's say you're correct, and they fudge the numbers. Let's say there's 40 games. You probably have 15 of those. No, I have a bunch of them, but yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a lot more in there that I could have had. There you go. So I won. I mean, money wise, it's worth a loan probably just for Sapphire and Rondo, but there you go. I already have Rondo so I, won, PSP. I won double. Yeah, you gonna win shit. So daddy wins again. No, Jim, just buy it. Just buy. You've wasted your money on so many terrible games. You've let's just put it this way: you've put out probably triple that amount on stupid ass CDI games. So you can put money out for a system that you love when you knew the CDI games were going to be bullshit. No, CDI games are exceptionally cheap, except for Hotel Mario. Which is exactly games. still more than that by itself. For probably the memories I got from it. The memories I'll was cherish it, forever. Was it worth it? <laughs> probably the memories I'll cherish forever. <laughs> so, yes, Todd, when he gets it, we'll be able to dive deeper into was it worth it or not. Um, and like I said, I would gladly, at that point, then Jim could give me that or whatever, and we could actually play through and we could review those games. And we could really di- dive deep on how bad the Turbo Graphics is. Incorrect. <clears throat> Beautiful system that you're not willing to pay for. Oh, eventually, <clears throat> give me a little bit of a price drop. <sighs> Any more Patreon questions? Nope. That wraps it up for this week. 
Thank you, everyone. Those were some great questions. They, they, they really were good questions this, this week. Yeah, so great. Thank you. Right, as opposed to every week, they're great questions all the time. We have to keep them coming back, but they're $2. <laughs> Talk up the peanut gallery, Brian. <laughs> Jim, give your milkshake out to them. <laughs> That's when I start the OnlyFans, and that money's for me. <laughs> my milkshake, my dollars, damn it. By the way, can we address the fact that I was absolutely right about what I talked about on Thought Cops? What, what do we? mean? Oh, what about just like everyone just running to start an OnlyFans as soon as the uh, pandemic started? Yeah, one of the things, the annoying things in the internet. And then literally even after that episode, how many have you and I talked about or shared that people have been popping them up like goddamn uh, sunflowers? Brian, it's Lizzo, fucking Lizzo's insane. starting one, Brian. Happy days are here. <sighs> God damn it. That bitch. So, all right. <clears throat> yeah. So, Jim, this next one. I'm going to try to summarize it. I think I know what you're trying to say. but uh, why, don't, why don't I just go into it? You can, but let me set it up. Oh, fine. <laughs> so, oh, let me do it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so I've been talking a lot about the Resident Evil 3 remake, and obviously everyone is now, okay, just keep remaking all the Resident Evil games. There's a small, small amount of people that are really gung-ho about a Code Veronica remake. I'd be for that just because I still think that original game is a bit overrated. I think that'll but, be more make more sense than with the one we're getting next. Yeah, they're talking about Resident Evil Four, and here's the deal: a lot of people have commented on this, and it's very divisive. But where to the point where everyone's like, "Why do you need to remake that game? It's new enough." Um, they've already had the HD remake of the that game. Which just made the graphics sharper. So it's like, what are you going to do to the game? Right. So some of the things they've talked about were um, add running and then really like what else could they do besides the graphics? So, all right. Here's what I thought about with this is what would be really cool. You make Resident Evil 4 a horror game. Not an action game, which is ultimately what it was. Right. Except for that first village where you kind of still maintain that horror feel. If you give it, it they're obviously going to use the same engine. Like Resident Evil 3, make no mistake, it's way, way, way more action-oriented than Resident Evil 2. But it still maintained a better level of horror. And Resident Evil 4, the horror was just downplayed so much. And one of the weird things... I feel like you can't have lighting that's done too well, meaning too bright in a game, and be a horror game. And that game is, like, everything's super bright. Oh, yeah. So if you give that a dingy feel, you make it more horror, and fine, if you want to make the goddamn enemies still the same ones from Resident Evil 4, even though I don't like them because they're not zombies, give it the same physics, though, as these Resident Evil games, where you have the gore really upped. Um, You know, like... Then I could see you're not really changing too much because um, I really want, wouldn't want them to fuck with the story. Like, I wasn't even thrilled they fucked with the Resident Evil 3 story as much as they did. Um, but, yeah, just give it a fresh coat of paint, make it more horror, and maybe do something like really make ammo scarce, really make it a lot harder to kill things. Don't You don't need to throw... Uh, 50 enemies at you at in some of those little arena areas 
Like just make it more horror based, but keep all those action elements like Resident Evil 3 did. That would be enough of a remake where I'd be like, okay, that's worth it. And I think it would be new enough where people could appreciate that. Yeah, and that's you pretty much hit on everything I was going to hit on. And it's kind of funny because like people people still have their bonus strong for RE4, man. Like even something as simple as like a Twitter conversation cuz like Justin Wang was like, "Why are they even doing this? What more can they do?" And I wrote down, I don't know, besides adding running, I don't know what else they could put in there. Dude, shitstorm after that of people going uh, actually, the fact that you had to, you know, stop and shoot added to the tension as an intentional design choice. And then other nerds going back and forth going, actually, it was a design flaw because of the limitations of the controller and the system at the time. And it just kept going and going. And I was like, oh, my God, shut the fuck up. I just threw the only thing the, the original game was missing. But, like, at this point, like, do you think they keep all the enemies? Do you think, like, they keep the little Napoleon dude or they just overhaul him to not be as goofy? Like, do you think they take the quips out between levels and shit like that? Yeah, well, given how even that's the thing the that people really like about it too, though. I mean that that I mean that guy was the him and Ashley like the corny dialogue was like the original all the original Resident Evils were known for their corny dialogue, and then even with the Resident Evil One remake, they toned that away. And Resident Evil Two and this three. <clears throat> there is cheap one-liners, but they feel like bad action movie things versus like that '90s we grew up with, like a jewel sandwich and all that shit. Like, right. And like you're saying that, so I think yeah, all the cheesiness goes away. You make it a much more serious game. Um, yeah, I, I I think you just I mean that Resident Evil Four was the final game where you had the full cheese. Like think about. Since we went through them, think about five, think about six. Yeah, and five like, and six were too serious. About they were it all super serious. Yeah. So revelations, even, and I love that game, but it was super serious. Yeah. So, and I, you know what? I'm even fine with that. Like I, I, I understand that the games we grew up with, and we like cheesiness. We like that those terrible one-liners and bad translations, whatever you want to call them. Right. You're you're gonna get rid of all that. I still think you had the Napoleon dude because he was a especially his boss fight was really interesting. Right, and he was a central uh, character. So, so I think yeah, you just really make it kind of like what everyone felt when they did the Resident Evil One remake because it did feel soon like it wasn't super soon, but that would roughly be about the same timeline as. You know, if they do make this Resident Evil 4 remake where it's like, well, okay, we know the PlayStation 1 graphics weren't great, but do you really need to remake it? And when they did, you went, oh, shit, okay, this is this is much better. Yeah, so, I mean, this is a way longer gap, too. Like, the first of the remake was, what, like, maybe six years, seven years, where this is going to be, like, 15 years of uh, difference. Is it? So, wait, Resident Evil 1 came out, what, 96? 96, 97. 97. Yeah. And then uh, remake was oh two oh three maybe maybe a one okay yeah so yeah so you're talking six seven years versus yeah even though the jump from what do you call it the PS one to like the GameCube era was such a jump whereas mm-hmm. the jump these days isn't I mean the jump from a PS two game to you know the next generation or the tail end of this one is just as crazy but oh dear God I just got a terrible image please if you're gonna do this remake don't make it VR and first person. People Don't seem to that. people seem to like the VR first person version of seven. No, no, no. I love Resident Evil Seven as first person, but that's because 
it worked for that game because you literally never had more than three enemies on the screen at once, and the purpose wasn't tight, crisp shooting and all that. Like, right. You would have to make – then you'd have to completely butcher everything about Resident Evil 4, and you'd literally – it would be a completely different game. Like, I'm fine. You can make it not zombies. You can make it multiple enemies. I'm just saying make them a little tougher – Make them more like the bullet sponges that they are in RE2 and kind of in RE3. And <clears throat> let's see what happens with that. Like, make it a darker, grimier, like a legit horror game with just action controls. And I'd be fine with that. Because you and I have talked about it. I mean, there's no doubt Resident Evil 4 resurrected the Resident Evil series and right. kind of re revolutionized this over-the-shoulder action kind of horror games. So yeah, it, it's understandable everyone's freaking out. But at the same time, it's kind of inevitable. You're going to kind of have to – you want to cash in on these remakes while you can, and that's arguably the most popular from the entire series. Now here's the follow-up to that. Do you think they're cashing in a little bit too much? Are we going to hit that other cycle again that we always do with Resident Evil where people love it, people hate it, Gets rebooted, people love it, people hate it, gets rebooted, remade, people love it. Like, you think we're going to hit that even faster than we were before? Yeah. I'm worried Capcom about being that. Capcom, man, they're going to milk, they milk, 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 milk until it's dry and freaking dust. That's almost why I kind of want them to do Code Veronica. Like, get this system out. Like, get the current gen, get the the models and, and um, like... Everything you're running off of this current system, like out of your like like do Resident Evil Code Veronica, get it done. Bust that then, last nut. Yeah, like get something new built up for the next gen system and do that for Resident Evil 4. Like take the time to really build it up. Cause if you just give us the same uh uh fuck, the words escaping me, but if you gave us the same System that the same re two engine, just yes, like, yeah. exactly yeah. that same engine. Then people will start being like, "Okay, really? Like, unless you do something, and do you really want to fuck with the writing or the story or anything?" So it's like this will be the make or break for them. I think either it'll like sell like hotcakes and get really well received, or it'll be like, "Wow, they really fucked this up." and I don't care what they want to sell us. Nobody's going to buy it for at least a while until they make Resident Evil 8, <clears throat> which is what what I hope they focus on more because Resident Evil 7 was so goddamn good and they went back to that pure horror and it's a new story. Like, I want them to do that. Don't give us so many remakes. Right. Now I'm with you on that one. It'll be nice to see like a brand new one. And yeah, use the 7 engine or just expand on that one. Whatever. Yeah. But all right, so uh, next topic up is going to be a throwback to two or three episodes ago where we talked about, you know, video game music inspiring or being inspired by real life song. So this week I have the opposite of it, and this is one of the more well-known ones, and it's what do you call it? A pop song that was inspired by video game music. So Brian, we're going to try something here. I don't know if it's going to work. Maybe in the future, yeah, you you might have to do some editing on the on the back end on this one, but. Do you have the uh, do you have these two links uh, hooked up already? Uh, yes. All right. So, so before we start this, I did 
decide to take a listen. Okay. So basically, the, this week's uh, showing, this session is going to be between Sonic 1 on the Master System and a and Janet Game Jackson Gear. song. What? A Master System and Game Gear. Because the video link you showed is. Well, they're, they're, ba- they're basically the same system. Yeah. So. But yeah, Master System and Game Gear. So it's going to be bridge the bridge zone from Sonic 1 on those two systems and Together Again by Janet Jackson. Not exactly what you would think would be ripping off a video game, but so yeah, it's uh, so for the main video. Look at the links below. I will clearly make an easy uh, video that it'll stand alone with the actual sounds um, in the background of Jim and I talking. But you listen to it, and right off the bat, yes, it is clearly clearly inspired. Um, like. Jim said it's a very interesting choice, but yeah, for the Janet song, skip to minute twenty-four, and you'll hear the when, when basically when the hook kicks in. That's yeah, that's when you hear it. I I get it. Um, what's interesting is the only part that kind of confuses me is I'm sh- looking at the Janet Jackson video, and it's saying nineteen ninety-seven. And Sonic 1 was well before then, right? That right. was 91. Yeah, the Janet song was ripping off the this, this Sonic song. Yeah, so last time, sorry, that's where I got confused. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Like, last time it was in the opposite where, what do you call it? It was someone, they were ripping off uh, Paula Abdul. They ripped off, yeah, they used Paula Abdul to inspire Streets of Rage. Yeah, this, this so is this time, yeah. I mean, it sounds, the, the as Jim said, the hook if you look at listen to Jan Jan Jackson's song, the Together Again, it's pretty damn close. Could it be a coincidence? No, no, I th- I, <laughs> I've no, no. Rhythmically, it's exactly the same. We're talking the '90s here, where music sampling was everything was sampled from something else. So, so here's my question: uh, What I would lo- love to do and like kind of dig into, not that we're going to right now. So, do you think this was a case of? whoever wrote her music um or developed whatever do you think they were just playing those games while like working on an album and they're like damn that would be a kind of interesting beat to like this yeah or like how like you think that's just it's just that simple or like is this a kid not a kid but is this a someone who they were in 91 they were what 16 or so listening to or playing sonic all the time and then they grew up became a writer and they were just inspired kind of like me and you like if for some reason we took a wild path uh, and you do play music but like right. if you actually wrote music you'd be like huh a lot of jim's songs sound like streets of rage too or like you know like all of a sudden like it sounds like you could pull inspiration from shit you grew up with like do you think it was as blatant as we're going to use this exact thing, or maybe it was just something this person was very, very inspired by as a kid and it just stuck with them. I think, I think it's more the latter because like you said, like I do play music and like, and like I'll always like randomly, like when trying to come up with a song, say I need a fill, I'll just rip off a fill from a song that's stuck in my head from like, you know, 15 years ago and shit like that. So yeah, I think anyone with like a more musical kind of mind, they always have those, random beats and songs and even for me with you know old video game tracks i have random beeps and boops going in my head all the goddamn time that like i can have stuck in my head for weeks on end so 
what do you call it? Like, I'm sure he was sitting there and he was just like, hey, you know what? Let me see if this beat would work for this. And he just threw it in there and went, oh, shit, this does work. Yeah, it works really well. Yeah, so that's I'm, I guarantee you that's probably what happened. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, I don't think it was... <sighs> I mean, if he was sitting there playing his Game Gear and went, my God, that would be even funnier. <laughs> But I, I think like, most likely it was the thing where he he just always had that song stuck in his head because it's a catchy ass tune. Because here's the deal. But here's the deal. Like you said, what's weird is you're talking a Master System or Game Gear, and this is so this came out in '97. The song, right? Best case, he wrote it in '96. So was he actively playing a Master System or Game Gear then? Like by that point, like wouldn't you have had a Genesis? Like, unless there's he, so many unless little he was Brazilian, questions I or, have. Yeah, unless he was Brazilian or European, probably wasn't. <laughs> so you know, I don't know. I don't know who the yeah. hell the sound engineer was who put the song together, but it's probably a deal where either maybe he was that weird kid on the block who grew up with the Master System. Maybe there's that, so we always had that stuck in his head. But when you hear that though, when you see a something this. Like blatant. Does it kind of piss you off? You're like, then where the fuck is the connection to like Green Hill Zone or like something very much, much, much better? You know, like like or more more well known. Uh, maybe, exactly. Maybe you can't go too well known because then you'll get sued faster or, or more easy. So maybe yeah. the fact he s- snuck this in there. Not like Sega would probably have the money to take on Sony Music or whoever the hell the record label was, especially in the '90s when record labels like rule the world. So. Not like you'd win a lawsuit with that anyway, even though this was pretty blatant. But but I'm curious, like, so, you know, rappers especially, but a lot of musicians, they sample other music, they have to buy the rights from their previous owner, and usually it's much more expensive when it's a song. Right. But if it was something obscure like this, like, I can't imagine the royalties for a goddamn Bridge Zone song from a Game Gear and Master System can't be as much as, like, you know, like, sampling a p diddy song or like you know or like when vanilla police Ice sampled song. queen yeah <laughs> well uh jim it was much different he went din 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 din, din. <laughs> yep there was that extra thing <laughs> but that that like that's why i'm actually kind of curious uh, uh we talk about pop culture all the time people are have such a boner for 80s early 90s why don't artists like there are some great great tracks in music from that era like, I can't imagine getting those royalties is harder than all the other shit they sample from previous artists. I don't know. Like, may- maybe I'm oversimplifying it, but yeah. Yeah, and maybe this is just a one where a guy went, let me see if I can get away with this, and he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is one I, I want to almost follow up. Like, I want to, like, dig into and be like, did anyone ever, like, do a lawsuit about that? <laughs> like, Nothing you know, I ever I- heard of, but that would be interesting. Yeah. So, no, that was a good pull. And, and like I said, I definitely want to make that a reoccurring bit. So, you guys listen. It's I think it's irrefutable that it's the same. But yeah. And if you, have exam- maybe, if you have examples, please send them our way so we can take a look. For sure. So, this next one, it's a video link you can see below. Um, it comes from Yang Yeah. Yang Yi, uh, Yang Yeah. Yeah. Another YouTuber way more popular than us. Uh but the long story short is, so Dead or Alive 6. Uh, people have been pissed off at Dead or Alive 6 for a while because of the DLC in the game. So, like, that's been a common problem with gaming for ages now, this whole generation. Anything that back in the day would be an unlockable in the game, you now charge you for it. Dead or Alive 6 was just egregious. Because 
you would basically have to pay a dollar to rent to change a hairstyle on a character. And then if you paid another dollar to do another hairstyle, you lost the old hairstyle that you had. And hmm. with all the DLC they had in general, he did the math and it came to like, if you wanted to have every single piece of DLC in the game at once, it would cost you like two grand, like initially. Yeah, I, I watched the video. <clears throat> you and I have talked about some DLC that's like completely, it's it's nuts. <clears throat> this is the worst case I've heard. And essentially, as Jim just said, like you buy these ticket packs for Dead or Alive 6. And if you bought everything, it's a crazy amount. But yeah, the worst part about this is they're fixed to buy different hair colors. As described in this video is if you have a fighter and they're, uh, you want, they have black hair and you want to put it to blonde, it's roughly a dollar, but it doesn't save both. If you want to switch it back, you got to spend a dollar to get back to black. Um, that's nuts. But what, what really bothers me about this is yes, that company as pointed out in the video, this is very greedy. This is crazy. They're only doing this because people fucking spend that money. And people do this. Like, DLCs for aesthetic things, Jim and I have talked about. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's crazy. There's no excuse for it. But the only reason they keep doing this shit is because people buy it enough. It, it could even be 20% of whoever bought the base game. And they're clearly making enough money where they're like, well, people are going to keep paying for it. Like, would you ever in your craziest dream, if... And Jim, let's say you were only playing your favorite game ever if there was an option to change hair color for a dollar would you ever do that no who th this is my question who are the people out there that are doing like even as a kid and i was obsessed with unlocking things and this is when it was free like games where it was like playstation and and you know earlier if you just had to keep playing through to unlock costumes, there there came a point when I was like, all right, I'm not going to spend 20 hours just to get a new costume that does nothing. Like, right. there was a point where I was just like, oh, fuck. Like, okay, even then. But I can't even imagine, like, saying, like, oh, this game is perfect, except if X Fighter has fucking purple hair, and I really need that, and this is ruining my day. Like, who, who the fuck is doing this? Fighting game nerds. Fighting, Even if you're a fighting, fighting game, the fighting game community who want to have their specific character, I guess when they go through the online, I, I guarantee they at least spend a couple dollars to get their character just right. And like the thing is, like the fix to it, quote unquote, is when you buy one hairstyle, it'll give you like all the colors of that hairstyle permanently now, instead of like as a runner. <laughs> Thank God. So. If you still want all the hairstyles in the game, and that's just one hairstyle, and every character has multiple hairstyles, shock and all. So you're still going to have to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars to have everything in the game. But now they just gave you a little, little, little pittance. Little pittance there. You can hold on to what you bought, and you get a little bit more. Oh, man. Like, but, but, so that's, that's, yeah, yeah. So your fix is addressing what I said at the beginning, which was. Well, that's the fix they gave. That isn't yeah. my fix. <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm saying, though, <clears throat> to your point, okay, let, let me try and be devil's advocate. I'm someone obsessed in the fighting game community, esports. I, I bring my character. I want it to be exactly how I see fit. But I feel like that group 
when you get to people who are that level and you're so obsessed, you're not even looking at the character anymore. They're just uh, attributes and abilities for you to execute moves to win the game. Like, you're not even, like... I feel like they're not even looking at their character anymore. And they're only looking at the match and what's going on. So what the fuck? Who cares about hairstyle, hair color? Like, truly. Like, maybe if Weebs. that's the only game Weebs. you're going to buy for an entire year. I don't know. I there. I'm trying to justify Jim. I'm trying to see who would want to spend even a dollar. And I know dollars not it's not a much. And if once again, if you put sixty dollars out for a game and that's a game that's gonna satiate you for two years and this makes you happy and you spend a couple dollars, ten, fifteen, twenty, okay. Like you you're a good example, Jim. So you're someone you and I got into this. You get goddamn hook, line, and sinker for a uh, mobile games, Clash of Titan or Clash of Clans, the, the X Men Marvel card game, and you fell for the trap of while you were in it deep, you're like, I'll just pay a couple bucks for this thing, like those uh, whatever packs, for, right? For for packs or yeah, shit like that. It's happened so here there. I couldn't understand it even then because I'm like, I was obsessed with those games too, but I was like. Oh, man, like, still, I know we might win this raid, or this might help me against this, but at the end of the day, like, you're just going to have another raid after it, or you're going to have another thing. But, like, so the mentality of, let me spend a few more bucks for a game that was all in all free, it was free, like, roughly, if you're being, if you're being completely honest, how much do you think you spent on that uh, Marvel card game? Probably about, like, 50-ish. Yeah, so, that was a free mobile game that you really enjoyed you don't play anymore but okay well, you the game's throw it dead out now so it's even worse yeah dead and but gone you still play uh clash of clans right oh obsessively how much do you think you've dropped in that probably about the same amount so when i see you do that i guess it makes sense that people you care it's different because you're paying for something that's directly related to performance and the ability to play the game well there, and be i know what you're getting be at better here. like i'm like nothing compared to the crazy people out there too like it's almost like anything else where it's like gambling or like a casino where 80 percent of the money comes from 20 percent of the audience and they're like the most hardcore of hardcores like yeah. you see with like the top tier players like anytime there's a new major update in clash the people who are in like those top tier leagues like in the overall rankings Within three hours, they're already leveled up, like, ridiculously and almost done. Where if you just grind it out like a normal person, it would take you a year and a half to do. So yeah. they're just money. Now, sure, the top-tier teams are probably sponsored, but the guys trying to get into them, they're throwing down crazy cash. No, I hear you. And that's, like I said, I, I, I kind of get it when you get a competitive advantage, and I don't like it because that's that whole... Uh, Pay to win term, yeah. Pay to win. But yeah, like, once again, even if it's a dollar, like, you're paying for haircuts. You're paying for things that don't give you any kind of tactical advantage. As someone that's a hardcore gamer, and I said at the beginning of this podcast, I spend over 70, 80 hours in a Fallout game collecting goddamn scrap metal so I can build something that means nothing to anyone. What the fuck is the point? Uh... I don't. I still can't wrap my head around why this makes sense. So. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, this. I. There's no justification for it at all. Yeah. It's just people. People fooling their money, as they say. 
Now, that's a good find, though. I like that. So good job with that. But I'm just... <laughs> It bothers me, but it doesn't surprise me. I'm just surprised that, it, that more people didn't make a big deal out of it. Yeah, it's kind of like I feel like it's like a what's like that looks like the kind of like subject that like Jim Strong would jerk off over because that's how he <laughs> makes like all his money is by like outrage over micro transactions. That's what a lot outrage is is what everyone seems to make their money off. Jim, Bri, got to become a drama channel, get them views. Bro, look at who said this during a stream. Right, Susie Lou's gonna destroy the platform. I don't know who that is. You're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next up, uh, it's from our buddy Kit. Uh, so he actually threw this idea out there, and I was like, "All right, this is a good one we can go with." So it's yeah. kind of a change on the old, like you know, you're stuck on a desert island kind of question. So this version of it, you pick one game system and one handheld system. Five games from each, and it's the only thing you can play for one year. And I think the one-year part is where it really makes it interesting. All right. So, um, yeah. So, the one-year thing makes it interesting. Let me just, for clarification, though, Jim, for you and I, if we're going to answer this. Do we assume that whatever situation we're in, we still have access to, like, Wi-Fi? Like, we can play with our friends? Or is it just Uh. the bears? I don't know. I because that changes question. my answers pretty drastically. Yeah, that does change it. But I'll I'll stick with mine. But uh, let's say yes. You do have Wi-Fi. Yeah, let's say let's say yes. Okay, so uh, I'll let you go first because I'm gonna get mad. <clears throat> wait, wait, wait! Can I just guess yours? Sure. You're gonna say the Genesis and the Switch. Incorrect. Huh. I was actually going surprisingly pragmatic on this one. Okay. That's probably not the so, right word, but So you but I think handheld you're going switch cuz I'm counting that as handheld. No, that I you could easily I think that's almost too easy an answer to say to like the Switch Lite which is just a handheld like you could easily do. But no, I'm going a little different with mine. So I am famous for having missed out on all the RPGs because I'm not an RPG guy and I don't have the time. So if this is all I can play for a year, I'm catching up on goddamn RPGs. So, for my console, I'm picking the Super NES, and I'm doing Earthbound, Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI, Secret of Mana, and I'll throw another one in there. There's a thousand of them. And for the handheld, I'll go with the PSP, and I'll do, like, the East Collection. Uh, I think there's, like, a Dragon Quest game on there. There's a, you know, fuck, there's a shitload of Final Fan or of uh, RPGs on that thing, so... I'll pick the best from, or maybe I'll say the Vita and get into the Persona games finally. So, no, I'll change it to Vita. So, I'll do a couple of the Persona games and whatever other high-end RPGs are on there. I think there's an East game on there, so I'll do one of the East games and one of the Final Fantasy spinoffs. Hmm. Okay. No. I I respect that. That's good answers. If I'm going, I'm, I kind of, I'm a little similar to you uh, in the sense I'm trying to think of games I need to beat. So as far as actual system, I'm going to go with my PS4 because there's a lot of games I don't, I haven't beat yet or just want to play and the switch as my handheld. Um, So PS4, I'm going to go with the new God of War. I'm going to go with the new Spider-Man. I'm going to go with, um... Uh, I always fuck up the title of this. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, that's that the it? title. Yep. Yep. 
Um, finally, Bloodborne, because I've been like 50% through that game and I just need to fucking finish it. And... Let's see, PS4, if I'm thinking of a game. I'll throw in... I guess I'll get Fallout 76 for that and play it through there. And then as far as Switch, I'm going to finally beat the rest of Breath of the Wild, uh, Mario Odyssey. Uh, I'll give Splatoon or Splatoon 2, whatever the newest one is, mm -hmm. I'll give that a try. I'll do... Um, Hmm. I'll do Rocket League and be way, way better in gym in my first game. And one more game. Huh. Luigi's Mansion 3. Okay. Yeah. Stop so picks. basically all games that I just haven't beat. That's really the purpose of that. So, yeah. <clears throat> interesting. Interesting one. I, 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 you and I, like I said, we've answered it many times. Well, not many times, but we've kind of touched on a couple times. Yeah. The desert island one, but that's like game for the rest of your life style versus just one year. Right. So, yeah, so. I like that little twist on it. Yeah. Thanks, kid. I, I like that. Right. Finally so. got Jim to play some good games. <clears throat> so, go on, Jim. Next topic. I can, I can finally fairly say whether all these little. Weeby stories where everyone cries is, you know, if it's worth the hype all these years later. Tim, you don't have emotions. That's a good point. So I'll probably still hate them. Uh, next up is a recurring bit. So I put this one in here, <laughs> and it is overrated, underrated. And this week's is going to be easy modes in video Jim, games. you're hitting on a hot topic in gaming that's been a hot topic forever. It's been a hot topic forever, and just within, like, the last week or two again, it blew up again because like guru larry made some statement about you know i don't see why you'd ever do it and it's like having a wank but not doing something or other blah 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 blah, blah. and it's that classic argument of well if you play it on easy mode then it's no point because you're not playing how the game the game was intended because you know games are games are high art and these developers are really trying to make the best vision possible blah 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 blah, blah. yeah i'm so fucking sick of that argument so, yeah, can I say one thing about that art argument and why it's so goddamn stupid? Or it, it, The worst part of it's not what the developer intended. Well, number one, the developer released it. So whatever's in the game, in theory, and I've learned this the hard way, and you actually had this goddamn argument about one of the things you and I talked about, which was the annoyance in playing Halo and how cheap it was to use... The the cloak and the rocket and the sword. Nah. Like you're like, it's in the game. I didn't put a cheat, so it's in there. So blah, blah, blah. like and we all know. As I intended. You know, there's glitches in games, and then there's things that are just in there and it's bad form. So when you do multiplayer games, I do believe in such thing as yes, it's in the game, it's available, but it's really meant for people who've like just started. Uh I've talked many times. When I play Dead by Daylight Dude, I've never seen a community get so fucking butthurt when you beat, like, especially so it's asymmetrical. You're a killer versus four humans, and the humans have to repair never generators. Heard that yeah. But, but here's the deal like, if God forbid you actually just win the game, they send you all this shit. And the, and literally, I was like, 
they were calling you a tunneler. They were calling you all these things. I was like, I don't even know what that means. Like, I've just started playing this game. What are you talking about? They're like, that means when you hurt someone and then you keep going after them. I was like, shouldn't the, the point. you do that? They're like, no, because that makes it less competitive because then you take them out of the game. I'm like, once again, like, huh? you're the killer. You're supposed to kill people. They're like, yeah, but you should hurt everyone and and not keep going after the same guy. I'm like, but that's not how hunting works. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? So that community is a perfect example where, like, they clearly have visions of, like, bad form in a game. You shouldn't camp. You shouldn't do this. Putting all that aside, if a developer releases an easy mode, then you can't use the argument that uh, – it's not what they intended because they put it out there. <clears throat> It'd be different if it was like somebody hacked an easy mode or you, you know, uh, did something to add an easy mode after the fact. No, like uh, Demon Souls and Dark Souls and all those games. There's a reason those games are so fucking hard and there is no easy mode. And some people complain they wish there should be. But that developer said, well, we don't want our art quote-unquote, to be tainted by having an easier mode. We think you should just play the game how it is. So, yeah, you can never use that argument if the developer includes it. That's not how they intended it. So sorry to go off on a rant, but... And here's here's another rant for you real quick. And I think we've said it before. Video games can be art, but it doesn't mean that all video games are art. <laughs> this for is the very love true. of God, don't pitch... <laughs> That this grand design and vision has been compromised because they put in an easy mode for people. Because yeah. the big argument for that, I think right now, and I'm probably wrong a little bit on it, but I, from what I pieced together, the Final Fantasy VII remake, I think there's an easy mode where, like, I guess <clears> in the main mode, like, there might be, like, some kind of permadeath or your characters can die in your party. But in this mode, they don't. Whatever. Yeah. So, what do you call it? Do your pick for overrated, underrated. Yeah. So, for everyone commenting there, I'm just going to write off the bat. I'm going to say underrated to piss people off because here's the deal. What everyone who makes those comments about easy mode and da-da-da-da-da, you forget, and Jim and I being 30-year-old dudes, like, video games are meant for kids. And no kid picked up the first game. Yeah, we and I, I hate the people that act like growing up in the NES era made you fucking hard or something. Like, they talk about, like, you know, we've talked about them, but Mike Matei is notorious for shitting on, you know, uh, the Switch and the controls for going back. Like, don't act like we went through some hardship growing up. Like, it built this strong character in us because we played video games that were a little tougher. Like, that's not real hardship in fucking life. Let's just put that out. Oh, my there. God. Can like, I? Yes. Thank, for the love of God. Like, anyone who's ever said... I learned so much and made so much of myself in life because I beat a hard video game. Don't no the yeah. fuck you didn't. Don't no fucking fuck. say you that never, sentence. Just ever. because you beat Ninja Gaiden did not mean that you found a way to get over the death of a loved one to become the CEO of a company. That's never happened yeah. once ever. Yeah. The, the, the simplest thing you could say is like, yo. It was a good distraction. Were, were, yeah. Games were harder when I was younger. But don't like equate it to like somewhat like you're equating it to this real life struggle like yo i lost both my parents when i was a kid and i had to deal with shit versus somebody who had like i i don't like that comparison so it's like knock that shit off right off the bat but easy modes are meant for kids it's meant for people who are just new to the games and it's meant for people 
easy modes, the reason why they're underrated is because they can introduce a nor someone who's not hardcore, who hasn't spent their whole life gaming. It gets them invested in a game and playing because what would be the purpose? The same people that would bitch about people who hate easy modes would be the same people who would go out and try something in real life and realize, man, shit's hard when you got to put a lot of effort. I don't want to do this no more. So easy mode is that easy, like it allows you to come in, try it. See, is this something I generally like? If you like it enough, then you you kind of develop into a better player. Then you become if better. You, then you put the time in. Exactly. And easy modes are meant for single player. I look at that as a single player thing. Multiplayer games, that's completely off. Off. You know, you're going to get thrown in there with people of your same rank, actually, whatever. Even or, then, or there's the a good there's a good way to do it. And we talked about it. I think like a year and a half ago, two years ago, when Mario Kart 8 Deluxe threw in like the kind of like safe play mode for like newer players yeah and i actually saw this this in real life with my wife because she would play it with us and as a default for the second player it would put you on like safety guided mode so she could still have fun and still be competitive and then exactly like we realized that like you know she was on it so we turned it off she didn't she she hit every single wall she could and she was getting lapped left and right and she wasn't having any fun yeah so like when we were i know easy mode now is different than easy mode when we were kids because when we were kids, not to sound old, but what the hell I am, like it was almost like perfect how they would do it in some games where it's not only a little bit easier, but you wouldn't be able to play the entire game. It would cut you off halfway through or give you a bad ending if you beat on easy mode and it would say, hey, go back and play it on medium so you can see the real thing and play everything. So yeah. it was a good way to learn how to play the game without just getting pissed off and throwing it away. Yeah, but no, so going back, so it's underrated for that one reason, keeps people invested, and at the end of the day, video games are supposed to be fun. Fuck looking at them, if you want, I consider some games an art form, sure. Stop, consider, like, it's a fun form of escapism, of, of entertainment, so if you're not having fun, you don't want to play. And also, for Gemini... <clears throat> when we review multiple games, especially games we've never played, if we need footage to show you guys, and if a game is good enough, we're going to go through on harder modes. But if it's easier for us to spend only three or four hours to go through and beat the whole game so we get to see what the story's like versus 12 to 16 hours that we don't have, it's a godsend when games do have that because then we can still say, all right, this is what the story's like. And then we can exp expand on what our take is on the game so <clears throat> there's really no reason for a game not to have an easy mode um once again unless you're like dark souls and all that and that's just your vision of i don't don't play this game if you want an easy mode then fine. i respect that. Yeah. that that's absolutely fine with me but i hate when people get mad or like talk shit on others that what what value do you have that you beat re3 on fucking inferno mode versus the guy who beat on easy mode you saw the same ending yes the guy on easy mode could do it hell of a lot faster and didn't have to learn the perfect dodge and all that but at the end of the day it's like okay you did it good job like they're like I just don't see the value in shitting on others who played easy mode. Now, here's the deal. If, you ha if say, Jim was being a, a shit dick and was like, I beat that game just like you, and I did it on easy mode. And I was like, I beat it on Inferno. And he's like, well, I'm just as good as you. There's an argument. Then fine. There's where you can brass tacks, you get down to it. 
But before then, you just say, okay, yeah, what do you think of the story? Like, that's all you got to get down to. But if you're trying to fucking compare yourself to other guys by saying you're a better gamer, that goes back to, like, what are you doing? Just what are you doing? Private. So I'll give my answer just to get out of the way. And it's obviously overrated because the developer's vision for the story is the most important <laughs> thing. And we have to be true gamers and learn to persevere through hardships. So I don't believe you, Jim. Obviously, it's overrated. <laughs> get good scrubs. Mic drop. Now, I don't have a mic drop. Now what's your real answer? Oh, completely underrated. Come on now. Yeah, of course. I would. Here's the deal. Other than the tired answers, like Jim just jokingly said, jokingly, I would love to know sir. why. I would love to know why somebody would think this is overrated. Um, because it's not like having an easy mode impedes on your ability. If you choose to do normal or hard, the fact that there's an easy mode doesn't affect you at all. And in fact, they put every incentive out there. Whether you're someone like who is obsessed with winning trophies or challenges from Xbox or you unlock shit in a game, they do enough incentives like you unlock more and get more shit for doing the harder modes. So even if you're an achievement hunter, there you go. Like there's a reason for it. So it's not like they incentivize playing the easy mode. And as Jim alluded to, NES games would would shit on you and be like, well, you did it easy. Try again on hard or, or normal. So what reason would you have to shit on easy mode? If somebody only wants to play easy mode and go through it, let them be. Just, I don't get it. Street cat, Bri. Street cat, so important. But that's enough <sighs> about that. Because as we, we're going to roll into another one of our topics, one of our recurring bits in our last topic for this episode, and that is going to be, which is better? And you put this in here, so why don't you yeah. tell it? So I was thinking about this, and... It's very it's a simple one, but I think the the answer and I want you to think about it, not just blah 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 like you usually do. Um, <laughs> when it comes to Sonic, and if you want to say franchise, fine, but I'm really talking about Sonic One. What was better about that game? And take context, like take the context of when it came out, the music or the graphics, and um, to just lay the groundwork. I look at it. And like, I'm going to type this in here to say Sonic One. That's fine. Graphics. Yeah, because really, what I'm saying is, okay, Sonic One when it came out, the Genesis especially, like their blast processing, everything. The basically the shit you saw all the time was from Sonic. How fast it moves, how impressive it was, graphically, what it could do on this system. And it was really the the first line of competition to Super Mario to Nintendo. It was the 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 standing thing of like, look at what we can do, what you guys can't, because how fast it moves. I think much later on, not that you didn't love the music as a kid, but as a kid, especially in that era, you were surrounded with great music. And like most things that become cold appeal, like Green Hill Zone and that soundtrack are memorable because you grew up with it, you loved it. Um, and we know how classic that first soundtrack is. But well, yeah, that what whole do you think? Yeah, what do you think is actually truly better with all that historical, not just personal preference, but you add in historical context? Yeah, you buttfucker. There you go. Because I know you would just go music, and I don't blame you. I'm not even saying that's wrong. Right. But but I'm saying, like, if you add in historical context, 
which is better, the music or the graphics? It's going to have to be graphics just because of how fast, how smooth, how clean it plays. And then if you look at take a look at the Japanese version, which I think came out a couple months later, it actually had even better graphics than the North American one because the background layers had like different multi-layered parallax scrolling where the background layers in the North American one will just be pretty static. Hold on. Uh, Hold on, I got to check one thing. God, piss, damn it. Yeah, I know, but the problem is I think we're in America, so I'm talking about America, so Um, stop talking about goddamn Japan and their releases, so let's stick to brass tacks, and you didn't grow up in Okinawa, did you? I don't know, I might have. I don't think you did, Jim. I I, I could say I did. Prove me wrong. You weren't around back then. You didn't know me. Where was the house located that you pulled Doritos out of your dishwasher? Was that mm. was that Japan? Uh, I don't think it was. Uh, might not be. Mm. Was that was that uh, in the northeastern region of America? Possibly. So, possibly northeastern. Yeah. So let's Atlantic just coast. worry about the America. Let's not let's not show like like you're, you're you're trying to peacock with your nerd knowledge of Japanese games. Don't do that. Probably let me peacock. So let's just stick to American releases. You, you want to see my peacock? peacock. <laughs> So you're going graphics. Um, unfortunately, if if you're going to throw your fucking historical significance and all that stuff in there, then yes, it's going to have to be graphics solely based on just how it truly showed what the Genesis could do with speed and power. Because we're not talking like Last Battle or Altered Beast where they had big sprites that showed the power, but, you know, the gameplay was clunky as shit. No, yeah. no, this was pure speed, like crazy smooth. Like it really showed like, holy crap, this next generation's insane. Yeah. So I'll actually agree with you. And w- what I was thinking, it's along the same lines. It's basically, number one, this was the, the, the goddamn poster child for competition to Nintendo. And this, better than any NES, or NES, better than any Sega Genesis game, showed what the Genesis could do. And arguably, it's like the best example because most other games couldn't get that speed and that frame rate down the same way this game could. Right. Um, but on top of that, music is obviously super subjective as you and I discussed, like you tie your, and uh, this isn't a dig. We all tie our nostalgia to what we grew up with and you've been proven wrong by all of our fans, not even saying me and your selection of Sega songs versus Super NES songs and yada, yada, yada. But really, not always I am dying on that Mortal Kombat one hill and people are agreeing with me. Listen, Jim. My point is that it music and sounds are so subjective, but graphics are kind of they 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 can be subjective, but at the same time, like there's no denying how impressive graphically it is. Like even if you want to hate on the Sega Genesis, whatever, the things we're pointing out, the frame rate, how fast it is, the color, like there's no doubt if you look at that versus the NES games, it's it's better looking. Even if you don't prefer it, you can say, this is a better looking thing. Yeah, I may not prefer it, but whatever. Whereas sound, someone, if they wanted to argue, like we did one of our first Witch is Betters, uh, what's better, the uh, Super Mario Brothers soundtrack or Sonic? Yeah. You could you could argue just which one is more classic, which one sticks in you. Like, there's a lot of things you can. <clears throat> Whereas graphics, you can't argue. So just for that reason, since it seems to be a little more irrefutable, I'm going to say graphics are better. Um, but that's not to say the music isn't goddamn excellent. Yep. 
Yeah, because I mean, when I first saw it, I was just like, oh, the music. But you know, when you put it, you know, that way, I was like, okay, fine. Yeah, the graphics. <laughs> so this, uh, all right. If I, I'm just, we don't got to dive deep. You personally, and you don't have to put historical context. Right. I think I already answered it for you. What has more of a lasting impact on you from games, the graphics or the sound? You know, it'll be a good soundtrack will last with me way longer. Has there ever been a game that graphically impressed you so much that that's what stuck with you? Because I was trying to think about that. That's that's a good question. Um, like it, it's tough because. You can be a kid, and I remember the first time I saw an FMV. Oh, you know what? It, it, you know what? I, I, I've i mentioned this one a bunch of times before, but I always go back to it. And even in the grand scheme of things, it's not a great example, but Star Wars on the 32X. Just seeing 3D polygons of, you know, the X-Wing flying around and having General Akbar at the bottom actually talking to me blew me away. And that yeah. like that, like, first, like, holy shit kind of moment always stuck with me there. So I guess if it's like a generational kind of like expansion or like jump, it does. But like, for as far as like a single game goes, I can't really think of anything. Well, I think you, I mean no. What you just provide is kind of what I'm getting at. Okay. Is, like you said, for me, Resident Evil, that FMV, that opening movie, I was like, that's a fucking, that's just a movie on here. Yeah. Like, and it looks movie quality. It sounds great. That lasted with me of just like. Oh, this is what games can show you now. Because before that point, I hadn't seen anything. Doesn't mean there wasn't other things like that. I just hadn't seen it. So that stuck with me like, oh, so every game can do this. Yeah. Like they can make a mini movie before. And I loved cutscenes. Like I was all about it as a kid. Oh, you know what? You know what? I can throw another one in there too along your lines. The intro to WCW vs. the World. When, to yeah. me, that looked like straight up just, you know, a highlight reel off Monday Nitro. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah I, the, obviously, the graphical, uh, what you were impressed with from a kid is very, it's impressionable, but it doesn't last. Like, a kid that just starts playing games today, if they saw ER things we just mentioned, they'd be like, yeah, every game does those things or right. you know, whatever. Be not, music is a thing that lasts longer and can really outshine the game like i think most nostalgia people have for games like you and i've talked about sometimes can really be just tied to the the music like you can for you can be like okay the control might not be as good as i thought it was the gameplay is kind of simple but that goddamn soundtrack really gets me uh whereas graphics are the things that really you're like whoa like this catch like i feel like you never know it's a good song until many many times playing it yeah. and then later thinking about it yeah what do you call it, it like it, what do you call it uh graphics or short term memory music's long term memory yes that's a great way to put it like you're immersed in like holy shit in the moment whereas like 5 years down the line you're like oh god i saw that theme stuck in my head like you talk about one of your games you love was what was it mass effect 2 or 3 yeah can you think of any music from that game? Um, not really. I actually think of the sound effect of the Reaper more than anything in those games. But yeah, but that's my point. Like, does it, I'm not saying that the music's bad in that no, game. No, the music's good. It just never stuck with me the same way. Yeah. Exactly. So th- it's just, yeah, that's always an interesting, w- what impacts you more. So Yeah. All right. So with that, guys, I think we're going to close it out. Once again, we really appreciate everyone sticking around. If you haven't already, please 
subscribe to us below on YouTube or if you're listening to us on iTunes. Please give us a rating, even if you hate us. If you wouldn't mind, give us a five star. You can bash us like many other podcasts talk about. But uh, if you ever want to hear us talk about anything, feel free. Send us a message. You can contact us any multiple ways. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email. Make sure to check out our actual website, too, so you can see all of our beer reviews up on there. Yep. And with that, guys, we're going to say goodnight and cheers. Cheers.